Hello and welcome to episode 250 of the Drive the Green podcast. I'm your host, Maddie B, flying solo. As is tradition, it's time for the annual clip show. We've put together some of our favorite moments from the past year, starting right off the hop with episode 200 from Mike Weir. Uh, we got some clips, great clips from interviews with Danny Saul, Corey Connors caddy. Uh, we got some great top five moments, some, some, some of our favorite things from this past year. Uh, as always, we'll be back next week as the 2023 season kicks off in Kapalua at the Century Tournament of Champions. All the boys will be back together for that. But until then, please enjoy our favorite moments from 2022. Happy New Year. Uh, Mike, you mentioned the Champions Dinner. Uh, do you have a, a favorite Champions Dinner through all these years and maybe a, a worse Champions Dinner than you can uh, touch on? Don't need names. <laughs> Just the just the items. Yeah. <laughs> well, mine was pretty good. You know, mine was uh, you know I had a friend uh, from my hometown, Sarnia Alice, from a guy who's a chef in town, and uh, he put together like a Canadian themed dinner uh, for that night for me. We you know we had elk as the main course. We had you know smoked salmon appetizers from BC, and we had Canadian wines and beers and potatoes from PEI and anything you can nice. imagine. We had it was a Canadian theme and. You know, Byron Nelson, Mr. Byron Nelson was alive at the time, and I sat beside him at the dinner, and he just kept talking about it over and over. He was like, this is just fantastic. What a great dinner. And I told him about my friend Alistair, who put the, the menu together, and and uh, so that was really cool. And so yours was the best, is what you're saying. You know, Adam Scott had a great great one, had this great Wagyu steak. Um, I'm excited about, you know, Hideki this year. I love Japanese food, love sushi. I'm assuming that's He's going to probably go that road, I would, I would think. Um, Kaiser's dinner, even uh, a couple of years ago, was really, really good. Um, he had uh, a cool thing. He had he, he did it in remembrance of, a, of his father and in honor of his mother. He, he said he used to go to Disneyland a lot with his dad and get these churros. So we had churros for dessert. I remember that. And he said his mom used to make these, uh, uh, almost like these little fajita wrap things um and we had those they were excellent so yeah there's been some unique dinners over the years um we haven't had any bad ones i can't think of any really bad ones that we've had they've all all been all been good and unique well that's nice of you to say anyways um do they (laughs) do you sit beside the same guys every year or is it changed up all the time i i miss that it kind of cut out there just for a second sorry is the seating arrangements for the dinner the same every year, or do you change it up? Yeah, it's changed, it's changed up. I mean, guys That's kind good. of go to their similar spots. There's no set uh, table. Um, you know, the last couple of dinners have been a little bit strange because of uh, these COVID protocols. We've been in the, the different room right. uh, with more space, and we've been spread out a little bit more. But normally we're in... Uh, just, just by the crow's nest, just, uh, just outside the champion's locker room, there's a, a big room. We, they, they bring it, they get this long table in there. And, um, I'm usually sitting down in a spot by Gary Player and DJ and Nick Faldo and, uh, Trevor and Adam Scott. We're all kind of down in this one end and Gary Player kind of holds court and tells lots of great stories and. Yeah. That's kind of the, the section. The section I'm kind of sitting does, around. Does he does he have a uh, does he have a kind of a go to story that he tells every year, and, and no one has the heart to tell him that we've heard this story twenty times, Gary? <laughs> well, 
kind of. I mean, I guess <laughs> the, the, he has a lot of great stories about, about Ben Hogan. You know, I think, I, you know, as a, as a golf swing guy and, and studying golf swings, which we all do, all of us guys on that end of the table were, you know, we're all kind of students of the game, I guess. And um, so when Gary gets talking about Hogan, talking about Hogan, I think I'll, you know, even though we've heard the stories, we all kind of are still on the edge of our seats. Because Gary's such a passionate storyteller and he gets so into it, he'll get out of his chair and start, you know, demonstrating things that Hogan showed him and when he watched him hit balls. And so he just gets so into it that we're all just, you know, we're all get all the questions start flying about what, what about this guy? What about this guy from that era? Right. um, Yeah. So it's fun. Even though we've heard them, they're great. They, They don't get old, really. Yeah. And I imagine just like the atmosphere of it would never get old, too. Just especially if it's a, you know, a new champion in there or, or something like that. It's just like, yeah, like yeah, to see their face when they hear that story for the first time, or even just you know in that room for the first time, it's I'd imagine it's pretty, pretty, uh, <clears throat> you know, jaw dropping for for many fans to just think about. Yeah, I know you kind of mentioned the. Oh the, yeah, I mean. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like you know, Dustin Johnson. You know, he was he hosted the dinner, and um, you could just tell he was like blown away to be in the room. You know, and. Um, uh, you could just see the smile on his face, never left his face the whole night. And it was really cool to see. You know. I got to ask you about your uh, attire for the week. Did you have like 20 different uh, fits picked out and you had to pick four of the top 20 or did you just have four right from the get-go? Those are the four. No, so now, now you're getting inside the, look, peeking inside the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you know what? We have, we have friends, we're investors in their company and, They've been lifelong friends of ours, and so they come down. We have a tradition that weekend before we do fashion shows. So I run up and down the stairs and change my clothes. Nice. And they we pick out about twelve outfits that everybody likes, uh, or at least that I like, and, and they like some of. And then <laughs> it comes down to I promise that I'll give them one of theirs, and then on any given morning, it's whatever mood you're in. So. Uh, Pebble was very pink and, and Carolina blue. Yep. Yep. Saw that one. And, and, yeah. And I wanted that one and that was my pick and I planned that since last summer. So I love what, uh, what, what, uh, Josh Creel, really good guy, the other pro we played with. And he said, I can't remember what hole. I just made a couple of birdies and he goes, okay, man. You better have some game to wear that, and so I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you do, guys will give you a brief. Dowie Vanderwalt was on the practice green. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just off of 13. Um, and it was just the two of us. Everyone else had left for some reason. And uh, and he looks at me, he, he says, David, says, you have to be pretty comfortable in your own masculinity to wear that. <laughs> And I said, do you have a problem with yours? <laughs> and that was it. And he laughed, and that was the end of the conversation. <laughs> so, so, <clears throat> no, I, uh, I brought a lot of shoes down. I brought yeah. a lot of clothes down. I'll bring a lot of them back because I'll need them this summer. Right but on. That's great. That's my, that's my signature piece is what I wear. And it Absolutely. It inspires me to try to play a little better. Right on. Every time I ever see him, and he's so respectful, Mr. Duvet, and nobody calls him Mr. Duvet. Um, <laughs> but he's always so respectful. So on Tuesday, I'm walking through the park on 
tilt my bag, my caddy's been eating breakfast, and so I'm hauling my bag, and I go, and he's on the other side. So I call to Mr. Hoagie. He goes, hey, Mr. how are you? And I said, great playing so far this year. You're my pick. You're going to win this year. And he said, he says to me, I hope you're right. And I said, well, I'm seldom wrong. <laughs> he probably thought I, he probably thought what an arrogant ass. But I'll tell you one thing: I I made sure I was down in the media area when he walked eighteen, uh, walked off eighteen through the the gauntlet. Uh, I was the first guy to greet him, and I said, "I told you I'm seldom wrong, Tom." <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me a big hug and he thanked me. And I just thought of how his life had changed there with his wife. Um, he played like a rock star, but he played great at the Amex too. I saw a lot of things. I watched a lot of that tournament. I watched a lot of golf leading up to this. Just it's a cathartic experience. Um, and I watched him play, and I said, "He's ready. He's finally ready to win, not just to contend." Yeah, well, he a couple was, guys picked him to win this week, I guess. Then, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Harv Adam in picks, sort of. I mean, Grant. Granted. I saw Harv Adam in picks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he. Well, he had burger, and then burger. <laughs> That's right. I had burger. You heard it. <laughs> Did he COVID out? I never heard. I I was invited to an event with them on Wednesday, and I was like, I got people flying in from all over the place. I'm, I'm not going to go. And then I see WD that night, and I, I didn't know what the story was. I think it was an injury because Knup was saying he was battling an injury for the last couple weeks. Yeah, not sure. But, yeah, just one last thought on okay. on Tom, though. Like, I mean, what a what a nails finish, though. 16, 17, oh. just seventeen, the door, unreal. the door down. Well, he hit it to nine inches on 16. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's the thing that you, you see a lot more on the PGA Tour is these guys, like everyone belongs on that tour, right? And so you yeah. you see these guys that are, you know, if you're not following golf on a regular basis, like you had mentioned, one of the, the higher watched events and you might see that name and be like oh this is a crazy comfort well these guys are incredible players and they don't necessarily wilt under pressure anymore and so i mean jordan's up there cantley's up there he could have easily just kind of backed off when he saw those names but no just hammer down go throw a few darts and and win the gosh darn yeah it certainly speaks to the like the parody of the pga tour like it's not 20 years ago where he had one guy and when he was in it, it was like 95% chance he's winning. Now anyone can win, and I think that's way better. Way better. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, since the, I guess, 26 to one-fifth or 125 is already out there, you probably would have no issues telling us why Waska Sioux was so much higher than Clear Lake <laughs> when they're kind of uh, built by the same guy. They got a similar feel. The, the town sites are similar, but one is obviously way better. I just want to get your reasoning to why it's so much better. Before you answer that, Andrew, I want to ask you if you've played Clear Lake yet. I have, and and okay. I do quite enjoy it. Um, Waskasu is, is different, though. Um, there's just a bit more substance. Um, for me, like some of the some of the finer details around the greens at Waskasu are better. So like 11, when you come over the hill and the green slopes away from you in the front left corner at like 11 or 12%, that's pretty aggressive and pretty cool. You, you don't get that much at, at Clear Lake, which is also a very good golf course, but, you know, a little bit shorter, a little bit weirder. Um, 
you know, very good in its own right. But I think Waskasu is just noticeably more interesting. Fair wow. enough. I so my <laughs> my take on that. I I do agree. I do enjoy Waskasu. My favorite part about that is the um, kind of quaintness you get playing it. You don't really see many other people on the golf course um, as you're kind of running through. That is the one. Yeah, the one the really big difference for sure. Uh, with Crow Lake, there's people everywhere. You can see other holes for the most part. Waskasu, yeah. you're you're kind of out there alone. So, but I, I'll I'll. Kind of. Agree. All I heard is Waskasu is way better, and that's all I needed to hear. So let's move on. Uh, tell us a little bit about you know the cross-handed journey for you, how it started, um, you know, and just basically, you know, that's obviously got to be. I'm sure. I'm sure for you it's kind of old hat now, but you know, some guys coming up to you like, how how do you do that? Like all that stuff. So we're those guys right now. Tell us a little bit. Yeah. More about- Every day I play golf, so don't worry. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I uh, picked up the club like that when I was like three or four, um, kind of just continued it, never had a golf coach. Um, probably, my dad tried to change me uh, a couple of times a little bit, but I was pretty good at it. So he wasn't too worried about it. And then I had my first coach, um, saw him for two years, but he kind of came to the conclusion. He kept on coming around thinking that I needed to change it. Um, and I just, yeah, I wasn't having it. I, I thought I'd stick to what I was doing. Um, so I felt like I was pretty good at it. And then I found a coach actually in Palm Springs, which is the guy I'm with right now. Um, when I was 15 and I've been with him since, and, uh, he's been great and he, we work on everything besides the grip. Um, so yeah. You, do you find that, uh, you know, in your training and, and practicing things like that, that you'd, you'd spoke a little bit earlier about, you know, a back injury, things like that is, does it kind of change the the muscles that are involved or the training that's involved? I'm just kind of curious. Cause you know, just that, that hand, uh, does it put pressure on different muscles or anything like that? Or is it just basically, it's the same swing, just switching your hands. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's the same swing. Just you switch your hands. I have a tendency of getting stuck. Um, coming down because the lead hand is obviously a different hand. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, just, yeah, everyone has the odd little injury here and there. Um, I just pulled my back, um, slept on a bad bed, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, I mean, it might put maybe a little bit more stress on your wrists. I, I don't know. I haven't had any issues yet. So, right. Um, I mean, you, you swing your swing, you do what you do to succeed, right? Um, yeah, exactly. When I was young, I started shooting basketball left handed. I throw right, everything's right, right, right-handed. I just shot basketball left, just went with it. Yeah, worked. Yeah. Unless and and good, good for you too. To I'm not a pro, but yeah. <laughs> obviously, yeah. it's very comparable, yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, so obviously, uh, like I say, the uh, good for you for not listening and caving. No, you know, into that, you know you know, whether it's rhetoric or whatever you want to say of, Hey, you got, you're doing this all wrong. Like, no, this is, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm doing it. I'm, I'm pretty damn good at it. So, um, yeah, exactly. I've always been stubborn that way. So, all right, let's get into the RBC, uh, preview portion of this episode. <laughs> um, so obviously we're in, we're in Ontario, we're in Toronto. Uh, we woke up at two o'clock this morning to get here. Uh, a little bit of argument on the, uh, what time to get to the, uh, to the airport. I guess a little bit early, but uh, we got hour? here. Two hours is so stupid for that airport. Yep. So we 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 were only ninety minutes, right? But it could have been sixty minutes. Yeah. 
And I guess we got to just own that. And That's it's fine. no one's fault. Mm-hmm. No one was right. Eye. No one was wrong. Uh, Harv immediately laid down and got some. You decided for some reason to not go to sleep last night. Four hours is better than no hours. I didn't Did you know think that it was. You didn't think it was. Do you think it's it is now? No, it's, <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> um, I got thirty five minutes there and an hour and a bit on the plane, and I'd here we are. Yeah, I'd we are. Yeah. So the boys are running on fumes right now. I think. Um, yeah, but obviously got a chance to uh, get to St. George's. I think perfect storm, pun intended. Uh, we show up and it's pouring rain and no spectators are allowed today. So we were able to basically walk the course with just the other media and some friends and family. And yeah, it was like a perfect day. The rain pretty much stopped. Everyone, most players got a chance to play a practice round. Yeah. We had the opportunity to walk the course with our, our good buddy, Roger Sloan, four, the only four-time guest in the history of the show. It was um, pretty surreal today, being out there with nobody else. And a pro. And a pro. And just like shooting, shooting the, shit. the shit, walking exactly. down the fairways, talking about golf clubs and golf. And yeah, like the best. But even walking His the course, like I feel like I feel like TV's not going to do this course justice. Like it's one of those ones where, yeah, yeah. Like mm-hmm. what hole is that? One, two, four? That was dead into the wind and like had that like, what? 30 foot drop on yeah. the fairway like i don't think that'll get picked up on tv as yeah. as good as it actually is because all the guys everyone will be driving it past the really big undulations but still yeah. they're there and you just won't see them on tv I, from the top of that mound to where raj hit it today what would that be 40 feet yeah probably like 476 part eh, four dead into yeah. the wind probably 30 feet but yeah. that i think that actually even further in my mind goes to what you don't see just in general on the pga tour on tv yes it gives you more of appreciation of when you say maybe it's uh people on tv won't understand that maybe you don't understand it on all the other courses so to the players it's just like yeah this is just a regular course we asked roger about that he said you know he likes this style of course but it's just like it gives you more of an appreciation of what you might miss on tv as compared to being there yeah and they've been preparing for this tournament for basically three, four years now because there was two years that got canceled. So they've had time. I mean, it's showing. The course is in fantastic shape. Like it the fairways be, are unbelievable. That's what I was going to say. It can't be stressed enough, like how amazing those fairways are. Like take the best golf course in yeah. the best shape that you've ever played in Saskatchewan, and it's not even in the same on the same planet no. as this one. It's I'm, not. Dune is pretty nice. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> okay, what are you talking about? You guys, for one, it's not the same grass, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and that's the the benefit of being here in Ontario is like they actually get rain here, and so I mean the rough and the second cut of rough and the third cut of rough is thick, it's so the tough. guys are going to get punished. Um, but at the same time, there's there's some scoring out there, but yeah. it's par 70, so um, a lot of par 3s that are unbel- – every par 3 on this course is unbelievable. Yes, like keep an eye out for the par 3s this week. 3, 6, um, 13, Eight. 13, is it? 13, um, yeah. and, not, and 16. I think yeah, the best the thing that obviously, I 16. liked about the 3s that, that I saw today were those greens are not huge, no. right? They're narrow, long greens. 
So yeah. if you don't hit them, you're hooped. And all the bunkers are unreal. Yeah. And they're in great spots. I just love the waviness to them and all that. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a reason this course is perennially in the top three in Canada of all every year. Yeah. Yeah. So like, Eagles Nest must play if you go out there. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Worth every penny. Um. So then, uh, we head out to TPC Toronto, another like forty k away or fifty k or something like that. It took us a while to get there. Um, fifty four holes out there. Kind of a bit of a complete opposite from Eagle's Nest. It's a drive. It's out. When you first get there, you realize there's some tree. Some of the courses have trees, and we played Heathlands, which is the original uh, course out there. More of a linksy style. Moonlight. Not a lot of trees. Very Moon Lake comparable. Um, different course, but uh, I guess a good way to end off. 36 holes like we wasn't as difficult wasn't as difficult we were tired yeah uh we were we were hoping the beer cart would be a little more proactive to following us so that didn't really <laughs> Boys needed some uh mm-hmm. swing juice we needed some swing yeah. juice and didn't get it and then we everyone got on edge a little bit waiting for that and then scores followed that just that yeah. frustration level yeah and then yeah but i mean it's funny because if we played that course first, we would have been like, this is amazing. Like, a, what a course. But we just, Eagles Nest had to go and kind of ruin TPC Toronto for me. Yeah, like, it's just like. That, what I liked that about TP- TPC Toronto was those little, like, brick stone walls that they had yeah. on some of the holes. That was a yeah, nice touch. Cool. I like the, the green surrounds, right? It's not just rough everywhere. They've got lots of really good mounding around the greens. False fronts and stuff. And right? Yeah. Like, so you're not always just chipping out of rough. You have to try to get somewhat creative yep. Uh, yep. depending where the pin is. Yeah, but another... Those tight those tight lie flop shots are it's fun. Something we can't practice. No. It's just not... Where you got to go up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I, I had a lot of bad shots around the green. But that was I. I enjoyed that course. And you can try to putt too. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. You have options. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was arguably as a group. I mean, Canute shot much better the third course, but as a group, that was our best round. Yeah. Just, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I only X twice that, old, that, that course. So. Uh, fast forward uh, to after TPC Toronto. Twenty minutes later, was that even twenty minutes? Uh, do you mm-hmm. want to talk about railroad tie first? Or no, the, we're gonna just skip right over <laughs> that railway tie, just in case uh, owner is listening. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to reach out to us privately, just all you have to say is railroad tie story, and uh, I'll, I'll pass that. Parking along. lot railway tie. That's all you need to know. It wasn't me hitting one with a golf ball this time. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then we get get onto the road, and the shimmies seems to be a little more shimmy. Well, we noticed normal. it on the way in. Yeah. At least I did, and I know Harv said he did as well. Someone said, yeah, it was like this on the way in. I was like, it's a little bit vibrating because normally the vibrating was only happening when we were stopped. But as we were driving through the. Yeah. To get to the park. Like this road seems pretty smooth to me. I don't know. Yeah. So. It looked like one of those. Give her the old. Water slides with the (laughs) stupid things every. Yeah. (laughs) Head head out the window, give her a check. Yeah, everything's good. Hit the highway. Uh, 12 minutes later, all of a sudden it's like, boom. Canoop slows down. What the hell's going on here? Oh, I look out the window. Yep, our tire's shredded. 
completely, completely blown. Shredded. Completely blown out. Uh, pull over, and then the true test of our our group was the four of us changed the tire. Nah, three of us changed the tire together. Nah, two. Yeah. Well, good luck finding the tire first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was. You I guys were in full that. panic mode. Oh eh? yeah, I was a hundred percent convinced there's not a. <laughs> A spare yeah. tire on this vehicle. I was over yeah. 100%. Yeah. Once we found the jack, I knew there was one somewhere. Yeah. And well, I thought maybe, but I thought maybe they took it out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so I, I was well, on the right Could have been line used already or something like that. Cause it's, Wouldn't that, surprise me yeah. the way that yeah. thing was. Oh, well, I was like, you found the jack. I'm like, yeah, they always have these things and you have to like lower them. Yes. And then we looked in the back and it's like, well, you, well, you can't lower this. This is already on the ground. Yeah. So I was starting to be like, well... Where the hell is it? So then we looked between the middle seats. Nope, it's not there. And then did you look it up? Yeah, I Googled it. Googled it. And yeah, it's up below the console. And then we yeah. found it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, it just got to be here. So we lower it down. But then we can't get it out. So we have to jack up the truck, the vehicle a little something. bit just to get it out. Because it was so low from the tire being blown out. <laughs> they couldn't physically lower the, lower the tire enough to get it out. Um, and those so Dodge Caravans already ride really low. Yeah. yeah, they're performance machines. <laughs> um, so we get it out, change the tire. Uh, remember right, that guy that one stopped? Vehicle. Yeah. The Fuck. random dude just that stopped. Yeah, Saw golf good. clubs. He thought he'd make, check in on a fellow golfers, yeah. make sure they were no, okay. well, He just wanted course. to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> that was an yeah. excuse with his kid. He was like, yeah, I'm just going to stop and see if these guys are okay. Just rips a dart. <laughs> he back. Did, he oh, did you guys have, are good? Okay, <laughs> I'm out of here. He did have the whole dart, hey? Yeah. No. Well, since I'm out here, I'll... Fire it up. Uh, get that. Go back into town. Uh, definitely had to hit the beer store after that. We needed some. Needed. <laughs> uh, so I hit the beer store and then hit, hit the hay because it's another big day on Thursday. You're really doing like a full play-by-play of this thing, hey? Yeah, for sure I am. On the show, 226 episodes is way too long to have this guy on the show. But the pride of Mossbank, Saskatchewan, just down the road, Danny Saul joins us. Thanks for uh, for hopping on the show, Danny. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you bet. So we're catching up with you. Uh, you're overseas. Uh, you're in the caddy locker room at at St. Andrews right now. So this is a, a perfect time for us to have you on for the the open preview show. So I guess tell us, uh, you know, your first thoughts at, at walking the course probably today, and and what we're in store for this upcoming week. Well, Corey's never seen the course, so. I bet I was here in 19 with VJ for the senior open. Luckily I was able to, it was here at St. Andrews. So I got to see it in competition. And so last night we got into town about five o'clock and after it's only about an hour and a half drive from over at the Scottish open. So we drove over and I came right to the course and walked all 18. So it was just a nice evening, beautiful day here. It's probably the hottest day in Scotland yesterday and uh, got to see the course no fans out. It's just beautiful. So even today, coming out here and seeing people around and and the atmosphere is just it's it's getting there. It's going to be a lot of people here this week. Did you guys play eighteen today or just nine? No, we did eighteen because Corey yeah. needed to see it during yeah. a major. He likes to see the course uh, for thirty six holes. Usually we do nine a day, but um, since we played on Sunday, he needed to get that full eighteen in today. Yeah. So initial thoughts. You guys kind of chatted about the course at all today. It's, After and during it's the, the defense is the wind, um, yeah. you know, avoid the bunkers if you can. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's gettable out here. I, I find that 
if the wind blows, it's like I said, it's a defense. So it's it's just Corey loves the driver. He's going to probably hit the driver a lot this week. Um, it's the best club in the bag, and I think it'll be his advantage for sure. Right on. Was it was it kind of hard at times, or did you notice? Obviously, you've just been there. Um, did you kind of see Corey just in awe a little bit at times of and kind of having to calm him down a little bit, or, or is he kind of now at the point in his career where he's he's you know starting to play in these on a regular basis and can kind of calm himself down? I've never seen Corey. Well, the nervous I ever seen Corey was at the Olympics last year. That's another story. But honestly, during competition and tournament play, he's as cool as I. I mean, he. he sh- he hides all his emotions, but uh, he's just solid out there. He's he's ready to play, and uh, he's excited to get going. Yeah. Are you, are you carrying over a lot of things from this past week at Scottish uh, into this week, or are you just, like I say, it's another week, and, and you know, you feel he's feeling the driver, and you guys are confident in that club, and it's going to be, you know, that competitive advantage you might need? Well, I think last week was a great introduction, just to kind of a little bit of link style over in uh, the Renaissance Club. You know, a little bit of trees, you got to deal with some bunkering, got to fit it in the fairways a little bit. So it just gives you a nice feel for this week. Um, and uh, yeah, he's, you know, he's putting it off the greens. It's, that's what he loves to do. He does that a lot on the PJ tour. If he can put the putter in his hand, even though he's off the green, he's going to do it. So yeah. I think it just really complements his entire game, really, through the bag. Right on. Good, good. Uh... Good feeling going into the week here on Monday. Um, so I know we, we wanted to get that kind of out of the way uh, right, you know, right away because you're, um, you're over there. But now we got to back it up a little bit. In the intro, I mentioned, uh, you know, you grew up 70 kilometers away from us here in, in Moosha and Mossbank. So we wanted to get a little bit of the story of Danny Saul right from, you know, playing, playing golf as a youngster all the way up to now obviously being on, on Corey Connors bag and, and, you know, having the success you're having. So let's, uh, let's meander our way through the life of Danny Saul. If we wow. Can. Well, I, like I said, I was, I was born in Moose Jaw, grew up on, in, you know, a, a farm about 20 miles out of Moss Bank. My dad's a grain farmer. And so, you know, learned how to tie my shoes on the combine and do all that stuff and spend hours out there in the fields. And, you know, my parents ended up divorcing and, so I moved into Moose Jaw, and that's where I started golf at the Hillcrest. Uh, okay. My mother met a guy, and my stepfather, Barry Belbin. The Belbin family is a fairly big name in Moose Jaw at the time, and mm-hmm. they all played golf. And uh, and actually, so my step's side of my stepfather's side of the family was the golfers, and his my uncle was uh, a head professional in Regina, and then he moved to Waskasu. He used to be the head pro at Waskasu. So there was some golf. I had some access to golf as a as a kid. I started when I was eleven, and I was a scratch golfer when I was thirteen. So I peaked early, (laughs) and uh, I played a lot of my golf in Prince Albert. We moved there, and then uh, we ended up in Edmonton, Alberta. So that's where, you know, I kind of got my career started: junior golf, uh, tournaments, Team Canada stuff, amateur. Uh, on the amateur team and ended up getting a scholarship to Kent State University in Ohio and turned pro after that. And, you know, I've, I've won once on the Canadian tour, so I'm proud of that. And, yep. and uh, yeah, here I am. I'm, we could go on the caddy side. Uh, obviously the 
the playing career was not as long as I wanted it to be, but you know, I still play as much as I can some tournaments. And, um, and I kind of got in through caddy and through just needed another Avenue, I guess, to kind of afford my golf and, uh, <laughs> and ended up working out that way. I got a job with Mike Weir or sorry, Ben Curtis, my college teammate. That was my first introduction to caddy and, um, and I, I don't know if anybody knows the story, but my, his rookie year, he qualifies and ends up winning the, winning the open championship in 2003. And I did not go over with them. So. Oh no. No, I didn't know that story. Yeah. This is a, that's a good one. So anyways, last year's <laughs> tournament was at St. George's and that's where he won. So last year was my very first open championship and happened to be at the same course at Ben Curtis won the 2003 open championship. Oh my. <laughs> so anyways, uh, we're here now and, uh, and, and, it's great. So anyways, uh, Ben Curtis, I worked for, and then I played again myself on the Canadian tour and then I bounced back and I ended up getting a job with Mike Weir. So I worked for Weirzy for four years and learned tons from him. And he's a great guy. We're still pretty tight. And, uh, anyways, there's lots of stories that way, but, uh, again, I went back a plane. I ended up getting a sponsor's invite into Calgary and I finished second on the Canadian, uh, tour event that week. So McKenzie tour. So I ended up getting full status again on the McKenzie tour. So I went back and I played another season. Didn't keep my card. So I went back to caddying again and ended <laughs> up getting a job with VJ Singh. So I've been, uh, I don't know if they like me or what, you know, I think they like that. I love golf and I love to play and I can compete against those guys. And, and uh, yeah, I got learned so much through VJ. And so that, that happened. Um, and yeah, bat, and then I was in Calgary all last week, uh, so I sent that voice note while I was golfing, and that round took a turn because I maybe got out of the pocket a little bit. I would say so. Uh, I was right in the pocket. I hit playing hole nine. I go, it's a par five, long par five. I go driver eight iron to the back bunker, then like lip out for eagle out of the bunker to like two inches and just like pick up for birdie and i'm like oh feeling good promptly make a triple bogey on 10 after we guzzled beers at the turn and yeah it went downhill from there well it's funny because you mentioned in your voice note that it was like a a better goulet yes and what i didn't what didn't click at that point in time until after was to me when you say goulet i think of a short Mm -hmm. par 70 maybe yep and par 68. Par 68. You shot 91. <laughs> yes. We just kind of glossed over that, that he compared I, it to the Goulet, and then he also shot 91. But it was, like, tight. Okay? So let's. I also made two triples and a quintuple on the back nine. <laughs> so that happened without losing. Oh, did I lose any balls there? Yeah, I lost a couple balls. But so here's the rant I, I wanted to say. We got paired up with uh, another twosome. And this one guy, his name was Tommy. Every single putt I hit, as soon as it was off the club, he would go, yes, like it was going in. Yes. No. Yeah. Every putt. And I made one putt the entire day. Not, beca- not because of him, but every time I hit it, like I was hitting good putts. He said, just yes. Miss. He'd be like, yes, good putt. <laughs> every <laughs> single time. Like you would have lost Bro, your no, mind. Killed that you would have killed this guy. It was outrageous. I four putted. He said yes three times. Was he a small fifty-year-old guy? 
This is your only chance, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you could have taken this guy. Okay. Obviously, coming in as defending champion, a little extra pressure uh, on him, but do you, do you feel that he even uh, notices that, or is it something? It seems like he's the type of guy that's pretty laid back. He doesn't really notice uh, you know, much of, much of the pressure. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty chill. I mean, he really is. I, you know, playing nine holes on Monday isn't that uncommon for us. Um, you know, especially if we had, we really have only played once in the last five weeks. So, you know, and he's, he hasn't played a ton of golf when he's been at home. So, you know, it's not uncommon for him to go and play today. It's not like he's overdoing it or anything. He's pretty chill when it comes to that stuff. I mean, obviously tomorrow he's got some commitments being the defending champion. Um, you know, the usual press conference and a couple extra things that might, you know, add into our day. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's obviously aware of it. But, you know, part of what makes him so good is all that outside noise doesn't really doesn't really ruffle him too much. You know, he just kind of does his thing. So, Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to get out on the course, like you mentioned, too, and uh, do some work while he's uh, he's busy. How is he, yeah. How's he doing on the English? Last time we talked to you, he was uh, progressing, but a little bit of work yeah we're probably a 25 handicap then we're probably a 20 now that's not bad well we're getting there we're getting there you know but the more time the more time he spends practice rounds with ben on and these guys they speak korean it doesn't help him he needs to speak english in these practice rounds to right to keep going especially when he's been off for a few weeks he might have been a 30 handicap today so he's a little rusty. So uh, we'll we'll get him dialed in though. I got three weeks in a row with him coming up here, so we'll see. All right. Well, we'll that, that's a that's a good way to tangent into obviously last week of the President's Cup, um, surrounded by you know teammates that that do speak English, but also having uh, you know some Koreans as well on that team. So it's kind of that mix. Obviously, uh, with Tom Kim there, did that uh, that kind of help things? Obviously, he's a you know, he made a name for himself. So give us a little bit of, you know, Sungjae on that team and then just the experience as a whole. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic week. It was the best experience. That was the best week I've had as far as, like, caddy and being in the golf business. I mean, that was, that was you know, first class, top notch all the way around. Um, it was just from the from the time we landed till the time we left Monday morning or Monday afternoon, um, I mean, it was just – you know, it was a tight group. I mean, I know we didn't win. I mean, we were probably only 12 guys, 12 players and 12 caddies. We didn't think we had a chance to win even when we were down 8-2. to two. We actually believed that we actually had a chance the whole way through. And even on Sunday, you know, they all thought we were going to be done and finished by Saturday afternoon. It took them until, you know, they took them until 5 o'clock on Sunday to finally get rid of us. So, you know, we hung in there pretty good. It was a, it was just a great experience. It was Immelman did an unbelievable job. His assistant captains did an unbelievable job. The guys were tight. The group was good. The caddies were awesome. We all hung out. I mean, we spent every minute basically together, aside from sleeping, from Sunday to Sunday. And it was just, it was a great experience. So, like, everyone talks about the the whole team vibe and, and the competitive juices get flowing. Does that carry over to, like, you guys as caddies? Obviously, you're in it and want your team to win, but, like, how competitive are you getting out there? Like, did you have to stop yourself? I'm not saying you're going to step in someone's line, but, you know, like trying to help in any way you can. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm not a big like rah, rah, pom, pom, waving, high five kind of guy, but, you know, you got 40,000 people telling you that you suck and rooting against you. <laughs> and then you go and you make a 25 footer on them. It can kind of get you going a little bit. 
you know. Um, but it's tough because all the guys we played against are all good buddies of mine. So I didn't want, you know, we like Tom Kim made that putt on 18 on Saturday and everyone went, nuts. I mean, I was on the green with everyone else, but I was kind of like the last guy on the green or, you know, there was about five or six of us caddies that were the last ones on the green. It's like, you know, we don't want to, not that anyone was going to come up behind us, but, um, you know, it was just one of those deals where you don't want to disrespect the other guys too much. Well, yeah. And, and, and that was kind of one of the things that we talked about last week on the show is, you know, he's jumping around. The first thing I thought of is, his spikes just damaging the green and what, what kind of damage is he doing jumping around? Yeah. And then I think a video actually came out of Immelman, uh, took a putter and he was fixing all the, the marks of what that, yeah. what that did. Yeah. Because the, um, the Adam Scott and Cam Davis match was behind them. Yeah. So, and then we were, we were, our match was done. Um, I think we were second off that day. So that might, the Tom Kim match might've been the, must've been the third, and then the Adam Scott Cam Davis was the yeah. fourth. And um, yeah, so they had to clean it all up. Immelman, hey, he was great. Immelman didn't miss a beat. I mean, there wasn't a detail that he didn't consider and think of. His him and his his captains, his assistants, they did a fantastic job. Yeah, you you kind of meant you kind of mentioned it too about every waking minute. And that's I think one of the things that um you know, for us kind of comes across as you, it looks like that on social media, but maybe isn't the case, you know, this whole team thing and, oh, how close can they get over a week and that type of stuff. But you saying that, I mean, it really does, it is true, right? It's you guys, especially, you know, caddies and players, it seemed like the, the facilities that they built there too were just so, you walked in and you spent the entire day there. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I, I'll give you an example. I mean, we had a group chat with like the 12 caddies plus our caddy captain and our caddy liaison. And it's been over a week since we've all left and that chat's still going crazy. I mean, guys are <laughs> saying stuff. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's still going. I mean, it was, uh, and the, what they did for us. I mean, we had, a uh, obviously we had the building on the range that was, you know, top notch food. K- I mean, everything that you could think of was in there, but then, at our hotel, we had the whole floor. Um, and at the end of the floor was like a three room suite, which was our kind of our lounge, our, our kind of our hangout area. And it was stocked every night, all nights. And I mean, that's where we, you know, we hung out in there every single night, every day, every night. As soon as we got back, caddy meeting, boom, straight from the bus, straight to the caddy meeting. I mean, that was it. I mean, no shower, no nothing straight in there. And I mean, we were in there, we were in there late a few nights for sure. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, is that where some of the videos that we saw coming out? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, most of that, the big dump, from, the big photo dump was from the Sunday nighter. Yeah. That was the big, that was the big one. But uh, yeah, you know, we got down early, you know, I think we were down three, one or four, one on, on, on Friday or Thursday. And then we were down eight to two. And so we decided that we were going to caddy guilty on Saturday. So we went out, we went pretty good on Friday night, even though we had to go, you know, some of us had to go 30, had two matches on Saturday, you know, with a 5 a.m. The, the bus left at five. And so <laughs> wow. we, we went with, we went with caddy and guilty. And you know what? We went both sessions on Saturday and gave them a run on Sunday. So it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know what I like? Actually, not, for, not forgetting the top five that I made because we almost did. Oh, yeah. Oh, we did. Good call. You did? I had to be last. I did. did you, I did forget about yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah, we yeah. all did. And I just thought of it. So let's just nip this Mayakoba preview <laughs> butt here. Uh, top five to end the pod. So, yeah, that sucks that we're just not doing picks or 
best bets anymore. We yeah. are we are going to do it's all, it. all Harv's fucking yeah. fault. Well, you guys are on vacation Harv. every week. One of you guys is on vacation yeah, you know every what? single week. We have we can have we still have picks. My picks were ready the last week. Harv, no, don't want it. Don't doesn't want, want picks. Switching. Doesn't want switching. Anything. Doesn't want anything. Because he stinks. Are all four of us here next week? I'm not. <laughs> Maybe. Well. Well, we do it on Sunday. We can wait. You, do I have to rewind this to you guys are gone every fucking week? No, you're on vacation. I'm not on vacation. I'm taking a coaching clinic. Like, you think I want to do that? We'll wait till 930. That's fine. Oh, it's in Moose Jaw? Yeah. Oh, fuck. We'll wait for you. Yeah. The, the band's got to get back together. Got it. Hey, since Harv's not here, I actually didn't mind best bets. <laughs> <laughs> he will not listen to this. I know. It was a good, it was a good feature. The just, graphic was the best. I was starting to He's hit just those. The grump. He's you the know what we should do? Fucking person. I was starting after to hit those this, top fives. After this, we'll just make best bets. Make a graphic and see if he even notices that we post it. <laughs> and then Harv's will be empty. <laughs> His will be empty. <laughs> yeah. Be perfect. Because if we call did, in, <laughs> if we did best bets, best bet Maddie B's primetime football overs on tackles. There we go. There's a lot of credits yep. up. You. No. All right. Top five worst things about Halloween. Uh, number five, fear. <laughs> why? Why do people? Why do people like scary movies? Like getting scared? Just fear in general. There's there's zero point to fear. Like I absolutely hate being scared. I don't know why people like it. There's no adrenaline rush. It's I was dumb. not expecting that. It's dumb. It is. Yeah, but you think Stranger Things is scary? Well, I watched the first season. Second, I watched the first two seasons. The fourth season is the worst. It's the scariest. I know. I heard it got scarier. That's why I stopped watching after season two. Hmm. Yeah, nothing about that. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Guys I don't jumping like out it. at you yeah, and I don't that like kind it. of stuff. Yeah. Even just like, I, just, those ones are bad, but like the really like. Disturbing. Disturbing ones are bad. Like I'm starting to get a little bit better at the gore. Mostly because like I'll watch a good. Like, I don't know, the Kingsman where it's just like goofy killing. John Wick. Yeah. John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Love John <laughs> yeah. Wick. Like, that stuff I can do. It's like the torture. Uh, what's the movie? Uh, really good movie. Um, Law Abiding Citizen. Really good movie. Where he likes cutting, where he's got that guy on the table and he's going to like cut them all up and stuff. Like, I don't necessarily like that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. well, that guy deserved it. Yeah, for sure he did. <laughs> but like later when she answers the cell phone, her head blows up. Like, that's I can do that. That's fine. <laughs> I can do that so if I yeah. know what's coming. If I know someone's getting killed, I can do it. But even parts of like Walking Dead and stuff, it's like, mm. like why do you just gotta bite this guy's face off? Like, yeah. <laughs> just don't like it. Uh, I didn't like Saw. I watched all of Saw without closing Saw my eyes. Saw One is a really good movie. Pat on my back. I watched Saw without closing my eyes the whole time. But is it Saw One or Two where that fucking clown's riding that tricycle or whatever? It's bo- It's all of them. I know, but there's one, one where you like. It was really creepy. I don't love that. Um, number four. It's like a poor man's Christmas. It's like people get excited for it. There's a lot of people are all dressed up. There's parties. It ain't the same as Christmas. Oh, it's not even close. Like, why do people like, why do, why, why as adults do we still have dress up Halloween parties? Yeah. I don't like dressing up one bit. Yeah. Like, okay. It is. I cannot get into it whatsoever. Costumes are expensive too. It's like, insane. For to wear it for th- four hours, like yeah. 
And I do Spending feel bad. Spending 200 bucks? Yeah. I feel bad because my wife really likes Seriously. Halloween. What did you spend $200 on? I'm not, but the people, <laughs> people that... People are. Yeah. The people that go nuts, those yeah. things are... Yeah. They're expensive. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I feel bad. My wife, like, enjoys it. We put on a couple haunted houses for our kids a few times, but I just like... I don't even want to put my hand in this it spaghetti. It does not do anything for yeah. me. Just, no. Uh, number three, Saskatchewan related. Weather. When was the last mm. time we had a warm Halloween? This year wasn't that bad. This year was pretty good. Mm, I'm talking like my hands got a bit of a chill tonight. Well, that's you though. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't My kids were completely this, fine. Yeah, <laughs> the be- this is the best <laughs> we're ever going to get this that's year. What, that's exactly yeah. my point. No wind. When was the last time we just got to go with a, with a t-shirt on? Yeah, well, that's walking our kids around. That's what I'm saying. People in the states get to watch DJ's fucking Instagram story before he came on here. His kids in a dinosaur costume, he's in shorts. Yeah, must be nice. Uh, Number two, lazy costumes slash teenagers. Oh God, the worst. Saw a group of five kids with with garbage bags today. They literally cut holes in garbage bags, put them over top of themselves, and walking around getting candy. And they probably had garbage bags for their bags too. Yeah. And just, I'm just gonna wear my regular clothes with a mask. I don't mind that. At least they're dressed up. Somewhat. I'm so lazy. Lazy. What? If, I'll tell you what. I don't like. I don't like Halloween as it is. If my kids try to do that when they're <laughs> older, I don't care if your friends are making fun of you. You're wearing a top and a mask. No, no masks only. Hmm. I don't care if you take it off. But if you leave the house, that's what you're doing. Take it off after. What's the age cutoff for you guys? Like, I'm a, I'm a 12, 13, you're done kind of mm, guy. But high school. I think it's high school for me. Like, yeah. grade eight's your last year. Yeah. Mike, ooh, I might give you nine. If we had junior highs here, yeah. I'd say not junior high. Grade 10, 16, too much. You can, yeah, I you can drive a car? Absolutely much. not. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can afford gas for your vehicle? No. Yeah. Go Pass. buy your own candy. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. go buy your yeah. own candy. <laughs> I'm not buying you smokes anymore. Uh, <laughs> and the number one worst thing about Halloween, rockets. <laughs> That's so they don't bad. even really exist anymore. Like Good. They're, they're, they're starting everywhere. to get dwindled out. Uh, we lo- we, we barely got it. See, Knoop likes them. They're the best. <laughs> no, I said worst. Number one worst no, thing about Halloween. No, I know, but Halloween. they are the best. No, <laughs> they are Look at this. Dust. This is amazing. Not the best thing about Halloween, but they are good. Candy. I got completely ridiculed when I had them on my top five candy oh. list. Yeah, and they weren't even number one. Like they were like four or something like that. And these guys just no, they're good. They've been ridiculing me for like three years about it. No. They stink. They're wrong, but that's okay. They're good. Keep in mind, yeah. I will eat them. Yeah, but they just stink. The sweet tarts are better. Well, yeah, yeah, but oh yeah, yeah. Even Rockets the hearts with the fine. even the hearts with the stuff on them. Yeah. For Valentine's Day, yeah. with the, that with can't the f- be the number one thing. What's the worst thing about Halloween? <laughs> I would you fear? Pre- would you prefer fear? <laughs> you want me to switch five and one? Yeah, I would. Okay, five <laughs> and one. They're switched. I just I hate when we get so much candy that we still have it at Christmas time. And it's just yeah. like I guess we'll just throw this in the garbage because I now thought we're about a Christmas I, candy. I thought about honorable mention being too much candy. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much. From Edmonton, Alberta, Will Bateman. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us, boys. Yeah, so I mean, first things first, we just gotta say congratulations on the on the great season and yeah, uh, w- what a season it was. Kind of give us your thoughts on the on the battle with you know friend of the pod. He's been on the show before, Jake Knapp. Uh, you guys went uh, back and forth quite a bit, and then uh, obviously your game came into you know peaked at the right time. So tell us a little bit more about your season and, and the success you had. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, starting out in Victoria, I was pretty confident going into the, going into the year and I, I had a chance there uh, on Sunday, but wind just started whipping and I didn't play so great. I think I shot, um, I think it was actually worst round of my, of the year um, on Sunday, but you know, going into the next week, I, I, you know, I knew I was playing good. Um, and it was obviously my, my hometown event at, uh, the petroleum there. So I just tried to stay patient and, and luckily got off to a really good start there. And then, uh, coming down the back nine, uh, Sunday, you know, I was right there and, and same thing, kind of just tried to focus on my, my own game and, and, and kind of let the chips fall. And luckily I was able to win on that, uh, second playoff hole, which was really cool. Um, in front of the hometown too, and had so much support, um, you know, that week and, and throughout the entire week, I just had a lot of people watching and, you know, to get that one early was huge just because, um, just gave me a lot of confidence, you know, obviously it was the second event of the year. So winning early is big. And then, um, you know, continued to play relatively well, um, for most of the season. And then, uh, you know, obviously going to the tour championship, I was, like you said, I was, I think I was 40 or 50 points behind, uh, Jake, um, after he played really well in Minnesota, he ended up winning, um, I put the heat on him a little bit the last day there. I opened up, uh, I think I was six under through seven that day. Um, but he ended up uh, playing really nicely um, that whole week and he ended up getting the win there. So he took over the points list. And, um, you know, luckily uh, at the Tour Championship, I, I just kind of found something in my in my swing a little bit and and hit it really good that week. And, and that was one of the toughest courses that I, I think I've maybe ever played for 72 holes. Right. Um, it showed in the scores, you know, eight under one, I think that was the highest, uh, recorded score for the PJ tour Canada ever win an event. Wow. Um, and course was just hard, man. Like there's just no way around it. It's you miss a shot out there. You can make a bogey, a double and a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. Um, perfect. So yeah. That was really the final, final event of the year. Right. No, oh, I there, <laughs> couldn't have picked a better course, honestly. Cause it, uh, you know, you could see all the guys that really played well throughout the season were kind of right, right near the lead there um, that week. And um, yeah, just, I was really grateful to, to get the win there. And um, yeah, you know, obviously coming down the last couple holes there, I, I, you know, I wasn't glancing at the board too much, but um, I kind of knew, you know, with Jake being, uh, you know, a couple shots out and, and then the other guys being a couple of shots out, I knew like, you know, just if I kind of, cruise it in I I probably would have won the season um but then you know standing on 18t I knew I had a I think I had a two-shot lead at that time and uh I saw Jeffrey make bogey so I was like okay I can I can kind of handle this from here and, and luckily I uh part 18 one by two and yeah it was fun uh I'll go next so obviously I missed last week uh, I got the sickness uh like everybody's kind of getting it seems like these days uh <clears throat> ended up missing a couple of days of work which was fine i guess it's december uh winding down a little bit uh back to work this week nothing crazy going on with me other than hmm. maybe picking up a dog on saturday oh no, no snuck that in there eh? it happened <laughs> and moving oh my god Not and moving but looking at houses yes huh uh, permanent studio for the boys and permanent golf dome so you got to find a place with a yard fenced in everything that's all oh, on the radar in. now there ain't much yard but yeah but which dog is this a new one this is a, a lab uh german shepherd cross i've seen that yard that dog's gonna be taking shits on top of his other shits <laughs> <laughs> that's fine 
We got because we know he ain't picking them up. We got all that coarse air everywhere. I ain't doing shit, so don't worry about it. Oh, just the most dad comment before they get a dog of all time. Not my dog. Charles Broden over there, Broden or whatever the hell his name is. So it's been very uneventful in our house here the last week and a half with everybody sick. So. Uh, but we did attend the concert. I know you. I don't know if you guys talked about it last week, or not concert. Uh, rodeo. Yes, because uh, yeah, I didn't listen. Was talked about. Uh, not but I have you drinks to account for from last week. So the last two weeks, I'm at 18 for the last two weeks. Uh, it gets me to 686 on the year. Really? That's it. That. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you are getting a dog. You kind of. I guess so. Yeah. Like, like dog we have a, and a, we have a bed. We have toys. We have food. Oh. We have a. Whatever that thing is you put on the collar that has your name and number and license. Oh. Well, yeah. So you got to pay sure. 25 bucks no, a like year the call for that. No, like the callback thing. What? The callback. Like if your dog gets lost, how do they know who to call? Oh, yeah, that the thing. identification. Yeah, tag. yeah like tag. ID tag. But you still got to pay money for the dog, like to the city every year. Dog every license. year, bud. Shut up. Okay, you're just fucking with me. <laughs> Shut up. You guys getting a dog? He doesn't even know the dog a, rules? such a greasy move. What's greasy? I never had a move with a dog. Yeah, there's a dog tax. <laughs> there's, there's a dog shit tax. No, no. So, <laughs> so, so you know, he's going to be complaining about having to pay for the food, too. So, <laughs> oh, I pay for is, the food. I would Don't say, so this is, it, it's actually just, Table I, think scraps. It actually, I think it is actually ignorance. So there is such a thing as a dog license. Correct. Yeah, he's he actually thinks there isn't. Though. I know. We, I know. No, I know. Wait, I know. What are you there talking? is. You know what? You know how bucks or something every year. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and you what? want no. That's yeah. register your dog. Yes, you're supposed to do it. And the funny thing is, <laughs> full disclosure, I've had a dog for 14 years, never paid it once. <laughs> yep. You what is that? What I don't know. For? I don't know what happens. I think if if, if I mean they send lost. you a let like yeah. They keep sending me a letter. My dog's been dead for three years. Yeah, yeah pee. But, but that's because you have originally registered it. Oh, yeah. my God. If you never do it, then they never have a record of it. But, but yeah, what is it this for? is funny. There is one. Why? I have no idea. To, for dog parks. Pay for the dog parks. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't taking that thing there. I got a fucking park right across the street. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know, man. Till that I'm school goes up. <laughs> I'll be moved by then. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, oh, right. man. Okay, well, yeah. Pay your if fees. If you have any tips out there, I pay guess. your fees. Twenty five bucks. Guy doesn't I pay got dog fees or taxes. hockey admission fees. Yeah. <laughs> I owe so much money to gamble. <laughs> yeah, I owe like four hundred bucks in do- back taxes. <laughs> Hopefully, they don't check. Uh, uh, you know what? I'll go. Okay. Really, dog update. Interesting. Oh week yeah, here in that the house. pooch. Uh, so it's been. I guess two full days with a dog. Two full days. <laughs> <laughs> you sound beaten down. <laughs> no, I. she just doesn't... I think she's scared. I think she maybe had an owner that ah. the male was beating her or something. I don't know. Cause she Little does she know that she still has wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, she's about to find out. Know, the more things said. change, the more they stay the same. Um, it should be said, though, that those rescue dogs are... They're timid at first, but they are fantastic animals. My brother had one. Yeah. Like, yeah. the dog is super... I haven't heard it bark once, sleeps through the night, goes right in its kennel when I have to go to work, kind of went out whenever. Um, yeah. So far, fantastic. Kids love I it? I love dogs. Right you now. do? Right now. Yeah. That's amazing. And... Uh, but we'll see. But... Yeah. Don't we'll forget see. the uh, lesson he learned via the group chat today that dogs do Multiple. go through heat. <laughs> 
Yeah. First, last first week, fa- last week you learned about the licenses. This week you <laughs> learned that they go through heat. Wait till he finds that three hundred dollar touch to get it spayed. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Oh, I ain't paying for that. <laughs> yeah. What? Is it, your your wife is or the same account? <laughs> <laughs> He's not the one actually going in to tap the card or put the pin in. See that that is a big deal. If I'm not paying for it, I don't see it. It's a lot better. Mm. Don't re- tell her that. Or just don't even tell you about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just hope he doesn't check the account. Exactly. He's probably doing it for years. Uh, so, But it is a shitty week to get a dog because it's, uh, I don't know, minus 50. Now, since you turned the tables on me, I've been steady learning on Keeping this turntable spinning. Everything from Jones to Jennings. Slowly planning my survival. Three foot stack of vinyl Since you had to walk out of here I've been having a record year I bet you thought before you left I'd just sit in silence by myself Turn this house into jail Dying slow in a living hell But love's got a funny way of keeping score And you're leaving lit up my scoreboard Usually make it through Saturday, so all bets are off when I flip her over. One bourbon, I want scotch, I want beer. I'm having a record year. Quarter notes and Hank's half time. A pounding on this a heart of mine. Song, song, I pass my time. These speakers on 10. Your good and gone keeps me up all night along with songs in the key of life. Record year. 